0: We could be leading towards an absolute bumper time in the construction
1: industry. It's been announced that an astonishing six hundred and fifty billion pounds has been earmarked to to deliver the UK government's new infrastructure pipeline, as well as highlighting the spend and the split between public and private finance. The infrastructure and Uh, Projects Authority has looked at the number of people required to deliver the countless projects that will take place under the umbrella of that pipeline, and it suggests the industry will need around 425,000 individuals per year. Here to discuss this is Builders Conference CEO Neil Edwards. Now, the Builders Conference BC Live League table is the most up-to-date and reliable source of construction contract award data. So it's likely that the news of any individual projects announced as part of this plan will be seen on the BC Live League table first. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Mark thanks for jumping on to this at just uh, at such short notice um 650 billion uh, set aside over the next decade that's great news yeah. isn't it
0: fantastic news uh, the headline side of things is absolutely uh, fantastic but as you've just uh, in your lead up to all of this as you've already said it's how we actually uh, do the work and the number of personnel um, required to do that work and but it's not only that it's also the supply chain of materials plant and equipment as well that needs to deliver these projects.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a second, but I I think one of the things that that struck me as interesting was the announcement specifically says that the planned £650 billion will be a mix of both public and private finance. That doesn't surprise me, Um, just to show people what what that looks like. That's what it looks like. So there is a a, a bit of a split there between the public and and the um, private finance, and that's an area where we've seen a real shift in the balance over the past few years, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh what we've seen for the last two or three years is uh, the private sector uh, has taken over uh, most of the construction projects throughout the UK. Um, and in recent months, obviously, with the likes of HS2 and, uh, and other infrastructure projects, it is slowly uh, increasing. But you've got to you've got to look at also how much the government and local authorities have spent uh, regarding the pandemic so if there are going to be major infrastructure projects probably what will happen is is they're going to be financed similar to the likes of the dartford bridge uh, and, and elements like that that there will be a toll of some sort to provide it so that's where the private uh, sector will come in uh, to support the actual borrowing of the money uh,
1: by their their sources. Um, But aside from the the eye-catching headline of £650 billion, and I wouldn't mind a small fraction of that, the standout (laughs) figure for me was, as you've already alluded to, the fact that we're going to need 425,000 people to bring all of this to fruition. We're we're already in the midst of a major skill shortage. We've lost a lot of migrant workers who have gone home after Brexit. And now we need just short of another half a million construction workers. Where where are we going to get them from?
0: Yeah, uh, we, well, we've got to start training now. But uh, on the same breath as all those construction workers, if you then take into account uh, the announcement last week of social care, we're improving social care, so we're going to be needing more nurses and people in that sector. Um, you know, are we going to have to relax our uh, rules regarding entry of people into the UK or expand? the list, because we're, we're asking to expand the list on HGV drivers, you know, because uh, we're struggling to actually get the materials delivered to site. So you've got that, you've got obviously the, the social care aspect and nursing aspect, uh, that's going to be it. And then on top of that, you're needing 425,000 construction individuals. Um, wow, you know. Um, and they don't, you know, to train those people, it doesn't take five minutes. We've got to be, we've got to start that. If we're looking at, I think they're saying 2024 is gonna be at the peak of things. Well, that's only, what's that, two and a half, three years away? You know, it's, uh, uh, some apprenticeships are four or five years, aren't they? So we've really got to be thinking that, well, we've got to start it today. You know, at, I think a lot of the colleges, schools and colleges are going back uh, today. Um, is there enough? Or are there enough courses being put on to actually put that through? And uh, I can't answer that because I haven't got
1: those figures in front of me. Yeah, I mean, the interesting point there, I've, I've only reported today, the fact that HS2 is a year in from the uh, formal start of, of construction. And they've created 20,000 jobs. Now, HS2 is a mammoth project. They've created 20,000 jobs in a year. <laughs> We've got to come up with 425,000 in three years. It just doesn't sound doable, does it?
0: No, uh, we've, we've got to look at how we can uh, supplement our, our our actual workforce, because in the short term, we will not be able to get those people on site. That's not uh, a doom and gloom, but we won't. You know, we, we, we're sitting here today and, and, and where can we find those? There is also the element uh, it's it's reported, and we but something like over the last two years, six hundred thousand uh, European people have left. who worked in the construction industry; have left the industry, have gone back home. Um, so you, you put that all into the mix, and uh, there's there's a concern going forward from now, and that's just the actual uh, workers on site. You still got. Um, people that have got to build the equipment, uh, and you reported today in your in your breakfast show about uh, JCB have already sold their production line in the way of products till the end of the year. Um, and I know Pete is up there doing some work with Ritchie Brothers today regarding the auction. Well, you know we we're, we're being squeezed on all aspects, and with these squeezes, unfortunately comes inflation because the person that's got the biggest pound in the, or the largest number of pounds in their pockets can pay those few extra pounds for a product to have it there and then.
1: And another area of concern, I guess, is materials. We've, we're already in the midst of a shortage and we've, we've also seen how mammoth projects like HS2 can exacerbate that shortage. That's, that could be and is highly likely to be an issue with this um, infrastructure pipeline as well, couldn't it? Absolutely. We,
0: we've... We are already in in significant issues regarding uh, supply of materials and it it even goes down to the basics of copper uh, because we we import a great deal of copper um, and getting those through the the docks and getting them on boats etc but then also distributed throughout the UK is also causing us a a problem. It could be timber, it could be anything at the boat We've It's great to have and, and it's really pleasing that we can see what we have got is, a from here on now, we have got a plan in place to provide all this extra work, um, but now we've got to have the detail of how we're going to uh, do it. And uh, we've got to be getting out there to speak to a lot more people uh, in schools and colleges to say construction is a fantastic industry to work in. How about becoming an apprentice or how about actually uh, going on the management side of things and doing that from today, not tomorrow, but
1: today, it really has to be done. Now you've mentioned schools, and I, I, I do realise that I am a professional cynic, but we've had promises of major investment in both schools and, perhaps more urgently, in hospitals and healthcare. Neither of those appear to have been delivered as yet. I know we've had ribs and rabs in in both education and in uh, healthcare, but not the the planned spend that we were expecting from from the UK government. Is this? are we going to see the same thing again with infrastructure do you think
0: well there will be some opposition to infrastructure there is no doubt and uh, i think you've reported previously uh, about the moratorium in wales um, regarding new road networks and road infrastructure there so at one minute they're saying we need we need connectivity throughout the uk but in the next breath you're saying well we're going to stop this we're going to stop this so there will be some uh, opposition um, and I know that through the courts at the moment the uh, A303 underneath Stonehenge that's had a, an appeal uh, process going on there. So it is it just um, chest bashing uh, government policy? Um, some of it obviously will be because uh, last week we had issue well not the issue but the the, the announcement that our national all national insurances are going to go up um so are we having the good news to cover the bad news last week there probably will be if you you ask me um that's only my opinion because we've been here as we say with cynics and uh, we've been here so many times before yeah we still haven't seen the 40 odd hospitals come through yet um the ones that uh uh, the government announced in their uh manifesto when they, they got in uh, so we, if you put those on top of all of this, you know, I mean, we're not talking small amounts of money for a new hospital. Um, yeah, we want to see some delivery of the actual facts of what the actual, they're, they're saying. But I hope not because it means that our industry can survive and has a plan for, because we're, we're always talking with short-termism, you know, in our, in our industry. We are If we can have a real root plan for the next 50 years and it's out there and it's laid laid out to everybody, then that gives stability for people to invest, um, businesses to invest in their personnel, not only their, in that side of things, but also uh, the infrastructure in their own businesses, whether it be IT or actual uh, machinery and things like that. If you can see this real plan, you can do it. But if you were just in the short-termism, just thinking about what's going to happen in the next six to 12 months, then... Uh, That's why people don't invest in in our
1: industry as much as they should do. I guess that there is another point here. I mean, you and I have been reporting for the past, I would guess, three plus years on the fact that the the house building sector is basically holding up the industry, you know, it's, it's propping up the entire industry. To my mind, there will be an awful lot of people that are currently working in house building that will not automatically hop over into road building and rail building and that kind of thing. So, we, you know, we are talking about completely fresh new people and fresh new jobs here in a lot of ways, aren't we? Many of them will
0: be. Um, and because we probably, why this, no it's not probably, why we need all this infrastructure is because we've got all these houses to build. So this, we still we still have to do two hundred and fifty thousand houses per year to maintain a level where uh, the population can actually live live in good co- accommodation. So we need these roads, rail networks, infrastructure projects, and and some of these infrastructure projects, no doubt, will be new reservoirs uh, to supply um, uh, some of this housing, etc., throughout the UK. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be an absolute mix, and then. i i I look down here one of them is flood flood and coastal erosion and we've still got that side of things which is obviously climate change to deal with as well to protect us um so a lot of those skills are quite individual and quite unique to the infrastructure world so yeah changing from one to the other um is quite difficult so maybe there's got to be a lot of retraining that's going on because of uh, we, we've obviously seen the demise in the retail sector uh, through the high street, etc. So a lot of retraining of those people will need to happen to get them into, um, uh, into the construction world.
1: I guess all of this hinges upon the conserv- conservative government re- remaining in power as well for the duration. Because I, I know Boris Johnson has, has stated directly or otherwise this weekend, the implant, he's eyeing another decade in power. But there's no guarantees, you know, a, a week is a long time in politics <laughs> and an alternative government could quite easily pull the rug out from some or even all of this, couldn't they?
0: Yeah, um, it, it's exactly right. Um, it happened when there was a huge program for uh, schools when uh, it was Gordon, Gordon Brown and Tony Blair um, stood up on their platform. I remember it well saying education, education, education. And they put a number of things in place and then when it when the, uh, the Conservative Party got in with uh, it was obviously a coalition government one of the first things they did was scrap that program so that could quite easily happen again on infrastructure um, it would be uh, sad to see because obviously um, it will provide that sector will provide well, construction will provide us with a number of jobs and nobody wants to get rid of a number of jobs so it, it could be a political Tennis ball, this one, going backwards and forwards. Um, But, yeah, we do need stability in government as well to make sure that those policies are maintained over the next 10, 12 years as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to let you get back to the day job now, Neil, but just to to sign off, I mean, obviously, we we have picked some of the the potential pinch points and the problem areas, but... The fact is, you know, if if we can actually deliver 650 billion pounds worth of, of new work and new infrastructure, great for the country, but absolutely fantastic news for the industry.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it, we, we could be in, we could be leading towards an absolute bumper time in the construction industry. And um, it's down to the likes of the self who go out to um, educational establishments to say it is, may be the time now to think about construction as your career path. Um, we really need to focus on that and say to people, yes, it can be tough. It can be sometimes cold and damp and everything else. That's a career path. It is a fantastic way forward.
1: Couldn't have put it better myself. Neil, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks for jumping on the call uh, as quickly as you have. And fingers crossed that all this comes to fruition.
0: I hope so too. Very much so.